Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. And once again, I'm Mr. Here. Mike Volpe is That's here. That's right. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. My phone's ringing for some reason. Is it? I know who's caling, too. No. But, yeah, you don't want to answer it on the air? No, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's Massage Envy calling. They, they, my, my debit card didn't work earlier. Oh. Because, well, I forgot to put money. <laughs> oh. Like, I didn't transfer money from my business account to my personal checking. Yeah. So I was like, all right, give me five minutes. I'll just transfer the money. Try, try again in five minutes. Apparently, they tried it. It's still not working. That's, That's what I'm weird. assuming the call is about. Yep. Which is bullshit because there's plenty of money in the personal checking account now. There's yeah. no reason why this shouldn't be going through. So You're dead be dead. I'm not even a dad yet. No. <laughs> oh, you're just a deadbeat. I'm just a deadbeat. <laughs> I don't get the title of dad yet. That's true. So. Yet? Is there something I don't know? Is there something on the way? I, no, there's nothing <laughs> on the way. <laughs> All right. Thank God. Just checking. New. No. Yeah. Want to hear about a horrible uh, news story? Yes. That was just wildly inaccurate. Okay. That's always fun. Okay. <laughs> so did you watch the Oscars at all? No. <laughs> I have well, to ask I, the question. I, I, I know. Why would I do that? Yeah, I, don't. I have better than I was probably just doing nothing. Yeah. So. I don't know what I was doing instead, but I was not watching the Oscars because who cares? But the New York Post's page six reported uh, a story about Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. I guess Andrew Garfield was supposed to present at the Oscars with Miles Scott, who people might know better as the Bat Kid from the San Francisco Make-A-Wish thing where they transformed the city into Gotham. Yeah. And kind of like trotted him around his back kid and everything. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to present something with Andrew Garfield, but they're saying that Andrew Garfield backed out of the segment when he didn't like his lines. Oh. Which is super douchey. You douche. Except it's wildly inaccurate. Oh. So I saw this on the like trending area of Facebook and I was like, oh, Andrew Garfield's a jerk. So I clicked on it. As soon as I did, it was like updated story. (laughs) The truth after Andrew Garfield's planned segment with Bat Kid Miles Scott was cut from the Academy Awards because of time constraints. Uh The actor instead opted to spend the day with Miles and his family at Disneyland. Little that's, different. <laughs> that's not douchey. That's actually very nice. Yeah. I wonder if he paid for everything, too. I, I don't. I doubt it. But still, that's super nice. Like the day after the segment got cut that yeah. Monday, the following day, he was like, I know the kid was pumped about being on the Oscars yeah. and everything and presenting with me. So I'm going to go down there and take that little out with kid him. to Disney. World. Yeah, that's pretty freaking awesome. But talk about misinformation. Like, yeah. I know it's the New York Post, and they don't he have a great reputation bat, he anyway. Took the Bat Kid to the place that owns Marvel. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> slick attack on Disney. It was that. That was a terrorist attack. He is a douche. <laughs> it was really just the, the whole thing was a scheme it just was, to get him to was, Disneyland. It was. <laughs> uh, here's a fun game that I want to start playing. Okay, and I don't know if, if it's not really like a participate now type idea. I've been talking about how I've been obsessed with the Indoor Kids Twitter game, and I love playing it. I love trying to get on there. And most of the time, what they're doing is they're asking people to take video games. And it is a video game show, so they do something with video games to create new ideas. Uh, Now, I want to do something where it's not always going to be the same type of media because we are a show that covers video games. Mm -hmm. We do movies. We do TV shows. We do all that stuff. And I know one of the popular things to do on Twitter is do like mashups of things, but we're not doing a mashup. We're doing a smash up. Mm. Hulk smash. Mm. This is the smash up. Uh, and it is the same idea. I just wanted a different name to make us stand out okay. <laughs> from the other shows uh, and the other things on Twitter. But a friend of mine was on Facebook and because the new 300 movie had come out, yeah. he started taking like uh he posted something about like what if you took like the spartans from 300 and then integrated them into other movie ideas and came up with a new premise based on it Mm -hmm. so the the smash up here is to take 300 with any other movie you have to have a title that works somewhat so odds are you're gonna have a number in the movie title and then based on that combination you come up with the premise for that new movie This is going to be tough. So I'm not expecting you to do it now. Okay. This is more of let's set it up. Let's see what people write. Yeah. And let's read it next time we do 
Sounds like a good idea. The smash up. So My the brain smash up. just freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. I can't too think much. of a single movie with a number in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gladiator. No. <laughs> no. There is no number in Gladiator, and there's already Spartans yeah. in that. What am I doing? Oh, no. <laughs> Where is my brain? It just goes oh. armies, Spartans, no numbers. Yeah. Um, so I did write one as an example that I will give for people if they don't understand the full concept. But the idea with Smash Up is that we'll give out the premise and an example like each time. Then uh, the next time we get all the feedback from these, I'll read all the feedback and we will give the new Smash Up and the new example and we can just keep the train rolling. So I don't have anything to present right now because it's the first one. But uh, 300 and any other movie, the one that I came up with was 300 Things I Hate About You. Instead of that's good. 10 things I hate about you, of yep. course. Uh, the premise, which of course you have to write the premise. A new kid in school has to find a date for his crush's mean older sister, so he enlists the toughest guy he can think of, a Spartan warrior. Spoiler alert, none of the 300 things are abs. <laughs> that's funny. So uh, anything along those lines, take 300, smash it up with another movie, and uh, see what you get there. You can either email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Make sure you include your name, and I will read that as well, or whatever alias you want to go by. Or you can tweet those at Geek Generation if they fit within that 140 character limit that you got there. And I will see that, and I will add it to the uh, Smash Up. And if you want, use the hashtag GeekGen, or use the hashtag Smash Up, or the hashtag 300 Smash Up, anything like that. I will uh, see it and keep it going. I should probably like assign one hashtag to this, right? Because probably because people, I, I don't know one what should we use. One definitive one. Well, smash up or smash up. I don't know if that's a thing out there already or not, though. Geek smash up. Maybe. Yeah, smash up's fine. Yeah. So use the hashtag smash up if you want. Smash down. Or if you're using all your 140 characters, don't Failed bother WWE with the <laughs> show name. Don't bother with the hashtag if uh, if that's the case. So use your space, but uh, send those in. Because I want to read them. I think that would be fun to do. That's instead of our poll question this week. We'll come back to the oh, poll okay. questions at another time. That's a that's a tough game. Yeah. I, my, I'm dead. Yeah, but they have plenty of time to like they do. look up. They could go on Wikipedia and go movies that have numbers in it and then like come up with premises on that. So, I don't know. It's fun. A little creativity for you. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. The only one I came up with. Oh, no. <laughs> it's terrible. Was twenty four? Yeah, wasn't that or wasn't that the movie with Jim Carrey? Was it twenty one? Oh, 21? you're thinking of uh forty three? No, I thought it was like I don't know. Was it forty? <laughs> Let's just keep saying numbers. Yeah, but then was I'm it twenty one? Like, so what do you replace that with? Three hundred. Yeah, oh, that was a movie. <laughs> but then what's the premise? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's no premise. So three hundred Spartans. <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, failed. <laughs> if you take some time between now and next time we do this, and yeah. <laughs> if you want to, you can oh, write some on your own. Um. So uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and I don't know why it came into my head earlier today. I was just thinking about oh, what can we talk about on the show. Uh, I had thought about some of the wrestling stuff because we did. A lot of the wrestling stuff recently, we talked about WWE Network. We had talked about some of our favorite wrestlers and everything. And I was like, I haven't gone to a, a live wrestling show in a long time, uh, whether it be indie or WWE. I used to, when I was big into wrestling, I would go into the WWE shows, especially the TV ones. I did go to a house show before, but nothing mm. uh, major. And I was just curious, like, how have you gone a lot or? Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah. So in those times that you go, there's usually big events that you remember from them. Yep. And who knows how prominent they are in the like grand scheme of WWE and the history of it. Yep. But at least for what you've seen. And we might even have some overlapping ones. It'd be interesting if we have overlapping ones and mm. don't know it because we didn't know each other yet. <laughs> That'd be fascinating. Would be. Uh, but I know the house show that I went to and I only went to one house show and that was very interesting because it wasn't like Titan Trons or anything. Yeah. They took a lot more time with the matches. It felt more like an indie show, especially even the match psychology mm -hmm. because they have more time to like do what they need to do in the ring and really work it. But one of the things that was just really interesting was that as soon as Rey Mysterio walked through the curtain, mm -hmm. he pulled his mask off like right away. Why? Which I did not expect. And I only saw his face from the side because I was could it see. Was an accident? No, he just pulled his mask off. And he wrestled with the mask off? No, no, not not coming out, going back. Oh. Like, after the match was over, 
he walked through the curtain. Oh, oh. And most people couldn't see him, but since we were on the oh, side of yeah, it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he just pulls his mask off. Like as soon as he got there, he's like, Oh my god, Ray Mysterio just, just took his mask off. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. You would have thought he would at least wait until he's more in the back, you know? I I was at WrestleMania twenty at Madison Square Garden. I yeah. begged my mom and she finally got tickets. And where we were seated was we were kind of behind the stage. So mm-hmm. I could see the gorilla position. Okay. Where like Vince was sitting. Oh, no shit. And I could see before The Undertaker came out, the big mystery was he had been buried alive. So yeah, the mystery yeah. was, is he coming back as a dead man? And I could see him and Paul Bearer joking around behind the curtain. Oh, right no. Walked down. I was just like, like, I could see the big hat and I could see him like laughing and Paul Bearer's like pointing. And did it take it. a little away from it? It did. It did. It ruined it yeah. a little. I was like, oh, he's not in gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> not but at I could all. see it. And it was, it was weird because. Before he comes out, he's like, oh, yeah. And they can't yeah. have the microphone. And then he quickly just tosses it to somebody. That's hilarious. And then walk Because it wasn't covered. I don't right. know why they didn't have it covered. That's strange there that they wouldn't. There were a lot wouldn't. of people. Whoa. There were a lot of people sitting back there. I just smacked the thing. Nobody <laughs> saw that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no weird things. Not like that that ruined the show besides, you know, WrestleMania 20, which was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a huge deal. Uh, they were the only ones that I noticed behind there, though. For yeah. some reason, I think it's just because, I don't know. I don't know why the rest of the show I never noticed the guy standing back there, but I noticed Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Well, there's probably a sizable delay between, like, the building anticipation of, yeah. is he coming back, is he not coming back, as that. So Kane was already out there, right? And then they just kind of waited yeah. forever. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did. Uh, I could, uh, I've been to a bunch of house shows. I've been to Raw. The house shows and the pay-per-views are the way to go. Mm-hmm. If I have to, if if anybody's ever thinking about going. Because the house show, there's no commercial breaks. They yeah. might do a 15-minute intermission, but it's just wrestling. It's yeah. more fun. The pay-per-views, same thing. You know you're going to get wrestling. You're not going to get commercial breaks, which you sit through. Even at a SmackDown taping, right, right. which isn't even live. You sit through what's the equivalent of a commercial break. Right, right. Why are you doing this? Yeah, there's not even commercials either. right now. I wouldn't want to see a pay-per-view live, personally. You wouldn't? No. Why? I had so much fun watching him with friends and everything, and it was so much more enjoyable to like get all the food together and get everybody together and watch it on the TV than it would be to go for hmm. me. I've been to a few pay-per-views. Yeah. I've traveled for some. I get to see the Royal Rumble in Miami. Cool. That was the one that Rey Mysterio won. Oh, it yeah. seems like every time I've gone to a show, I'm, I'm disappointed by who wins. WrestleMania 20, <laughs> I was just like, please, God, don't let Benoit win. Benoit wins. Really? Like, God damn it. I had oh, to be there for God. that. Oh, God. See, when we were watching that, I hated Benoit. we were on our feet, like, screaming for Triple H to tap out. Really? Screaming, screaming, screaming. I just screaming. wanted Shawn Michaels. I was like, actually, I don't care who walks out of this as long as it's not Benoit. Oh, God. We were so excited. Because they um, built him up to that really, really well. And people wanted him to win. And the fact that him and Eddie won in the same pay-per-view and everything, it's such yeah. a big deal. And it was WrestleMania 20, which is a really, like, Where it all begins one. again. That yeah. was the yeah. tagline. Yeah, and now WWE's totally written off Benoit in all forms, which is a shame. Which I guess he's the only guy you can't search for on the network. Really? They, if you if you type in Benoit, nothing comes up. Can you watch him at all? He's in there. You just Anything can't search for him? Anything he's done is there. And they, I guess a warning comes up ahead of time saying that WWE doesn't always, ref, you know, what goes on outside the ring right. is not, you know, reflection That's so upon lame. them. That's just let his career be his career. Yeah, he did but a horrible, horrible thing. From but From what I'm told, people in the gym told me you can't. He's the only guy you can't actively search for. That's interesting. Uh, I got to see the first. No, not the first Elimination Chamber. Maybe the second one. It was the one where they had like Carlito was in it and it was in. um it was in New York. Mm-hmm. New Year's resolution they did it at. Oh, okay. That oh, that was the first one I was there. The entire show was built. Everybody hated Cena even then. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to see him lose. And he wins the Elimination Chamber match. And everybody in the entire arena is just like, oh, come on. <laughs> and then that's when Edge cashed in the money in the bank. Oh. And that place, I just remember his Vince comes out with the microphone. Yeah. And everybody's like, what's going on? Like, nobody thought it was going to be Edge. That, right, right. And then he says he's cashing it in. That place just went nuts. That's awesome. It was cool to be there. And then to see him, like, he beat Cena and the place just went nuts. Yeah. That's um, really cool. And I did get to see, I've been fortunate enough that I got to see Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. Yeah. In, uh, 
I think it was in D.C. Okay. That was cool to see, just to be able to see them. You did travel all around. I did. That's interesting. A couple times I yeah. did. I went with a couple other friends. And a few pay-per-views. It. Yeah. I like the pay-per-views because yeah. they're, they're big matches. That's big true. Big things can happen. That's true. What other? I don't know. The house shows are always fun. I get yeah. to see. They were, I went with my mom a lot to them because she had a lot. Of, she would get up and be yelling and screaming more than I was. Really? Which was weird. You sit there and be like, why is my, my mom is yelling and screaming at people? <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels and Edge fought, I think, in a ladder match on a Raw or something. We got to see that in Providence. Mm-hmm. That was cool because they fought out into the crowd right in front of us. Oh, yeah. Um, I There's actually video. I should give you the DVD. It was vengeance i think kane and matt hardy fight mm-hmm. and he knocks matt hardy into the crowd and i'm right there taking a picture with one of the old kodak like cameras oh my god and you can see me and my two buddies and their and, and his dad like we're just there right there and there's me picking up the camera snap a shot jesus it's a nice little uh, that's cool frame. i actually went to a tna wrestling event once too. oh did you they did the one where the entire show is inside of a steel cage Okay. He did it in Boston. Oh, like or lock somewhere up just or lockdown some or lockdown, something. Yeah. That was fun. Kurt Angle had just gone there. Yep. So it was cool to see Angle. And that was actually a good show. Like I, that was before they brought in all the rejects from WWE. <laughs> yeah. They were their own unique brand at the time. They were. And it made a difference. I think, I think the ring was six sided then when I saw it too, which I liked. It was from, yeah. Yeah. It probably was at that point because if Angle it was didn't there. It did switch until Hogan came in. If Angle was there, the whole uh, gimmick when he first came in was our ring has six signs, but only one angle. Uh, That's what they kept saying. That was like kind of a teaser tagline. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you've never done a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown? No, I have. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that house show was just one. I've gone to Oh, that's right. You've done those. You don't like the house shows. Yeah. I I haven't gone to pay-per-views. I like the house show. It was fun. I just only went to one of them. I wouldn't want to see a pay-per-view necessarily. I can see why... Like having a big event would be something cool to see, but I just had no interest in going because we had kind of our established yeah. routine for pay-per-views. But I did go to several uh, Raw and SmackDown tapings. One of them was, I forget, I think it was in Boston, where Hogan and Edge won the WWE Tag Team Championship oh, together. Yeah. That was cool. I was excited to see that because Hogan was not around, not like there for a long time. Uh, and yeah. seeing Edge win, like knowing how much that meant to him, that was kind of cool to like be there for and to see that. Uh, another one I went to, and I don't know if it was the same one or not. It might have been. Uh, but I remember walking in as we were a little bit late, but it was the opening thing. Walking in as Disturbed was playing Stone Cold's theme song. Oh. And it wasn't like they were playing it as Stone Cold came out. It was just like the intro for the show oh. was Disturbed playing. Yeah. The Stone Cold theme. That was pretty awesome. That's the only time I've seen Disturbed live, too. (laughs) I've always wanted to see them in concert, but that's the only time I've seen them live was for the Stone Cold thing. What else did I see? I saw. Oh, this was. um, Remember the two man power trip? Triple H and Stone Cold. Yeah. 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 I was there when they kind of like grabbed Lita. They were feuding with the Hardys. Oh, and they were going to like beat her up with a chair or something. It was really controversial. Yep. And I forget if that was in Boston or Providence. I was all of the ones I've seen were either Boston or Providence. So, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but that was that was crazy because I was a huge Hardy Mark and loved Lita. And then they were doing this really big angle with Stone Cold and Triple H that never went anywhere. It just what happened to that? I don't, I don't even know. remember. I don't know either. I don't remember how it stopped, but maybe it was uh, maybe they split apart or or Triple H towards quad muscle. I think that might have been it. Is that when it happened? He he did twice on two different occasions toward different quad muscles. Yeah. And I think one of them was kind of the end of the two-man power trip. And that's why Triple H kind of went away for a while and they had to kill the angle because he just wasn't there. Mm. He had to have surgery. My biggest complaint with the live events is that when they use the pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. it fogs up. So you can't tell when you're watching it on TV. Right, right. But when you're there... The smoke from the pyrotechnics and the fireworks and Kane's fire and all yeah. that, it fogs up the arena so that if you're in the bleacher seats, yep. you can't see anything. Yeah. It gets bad. It's crazy. Really bad. And I guess there's fans in the building to suck it out or yeah. whatever, but yeah. it takes they a while. They would have to for air quality reasons. But I mentioned how my mom was always yelling and screaming. My dad was the complete opposite. Oh, yeah? I begged him to take me to 
they did it was like the first pay-per-view in Providence in yep. like four years, five years. It was a backlash. And it was cool because DX just started to split apart. So Triple H and X Pac were gonna fight each other. And they were doing Mankind versus the big show in a boiler room brawl, which was okay. pre-taped, so it wasn't even live that they did it. There. <laughs> right, right. But the whole show is like it's almost over. It was the first pay-per-view. It was a rematch between The Rock and Austin for the belt. So mm-hmm. the arena is completely split down the middle between who likes who. Okay. And my dad was like, what's your favorite match so far? I was like, oh, Shawn Michaels and X-Pac. He's like, I don't know why you like X-Pac. He's a bum. And I'm like, oh, well, who's your favorite? He goes, the fat ref. The fat. Oh, my <laughs> the, God. I'm like, what? So of all the wrestlers and all the girls, your favorite's the fat ref. It was Tim White. Remember the oh, other yeah, He's like, I don't yeah. know. I like his beard. I was like, that's horrible. Like, so you paid, random. You paid to watch the ref. He enjoyed the refs. I'm like, that's the type of guy he was. That's was the, he serious my, or was he no, just busting he was your serious. balls? My dad was an accountant. So, oh. you know, he had no personality, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He was just like, uh, I don't know. That's the way he was. But that's he likes funny. the ref. That's so odd. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a random choice. It definitely is. People should go to the events, though. They're fun. They are. Uh, I remember my favorite moment from going to one was I went to, I think it was a Raw, definitely in Boston. And at the end of it, they were doing a separate taping. Like, they did the taping for the show. And then afterwards, they were going to quote a match for uh, one of the first, like, Raw SmackDown super shows. Oh, okay. So, I guess they were. it was going to be the main event of that super show, but they were going to just kind of peg it on the end of whatever else they recorded. They probably recorded all these matches over the course of however many events they needed to and just piece the super show together. I didn't realize that's how it was done and you wouldn't know it from watching it, but they were doing the main events. They did a six on six raw versus SmackDown match. And I was a huge Jeff Hardy mark at the time. I had my Jeff Hardy shirt on I had my Jeff Hardy armbands on that I'd cut out from Halloween. I was wearing those. Of course. And I had a hat on and everything. And my friend Wally and I were right on the side of the ramp, the entrance ramp. Yeah. And he was he was kind of like on the ramp side and I was on the other side. But when the Hardys were being announced, he was like, dude, get in there, get in there. Jeff might see you wearing the stuff, whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a ton of noise. So I was right on the ramp gate yep. and I'm like screaming, like, Jeff, Jeff, I'm a loser, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming my head off and he walks right by us and I like turn around, hung my head. Uh, and then, and then while he goes, he just points, he goes, uh, uh, I turn around. Jeff is standing right in front of me. That's cool. Right in front of me and puts out his hand. And like shakes my hand and yeah. then goes to the ring. And I was like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I was That's so cool. excited. So excited. That's cool. They did. Uh, I can see Undertaker and Randy Orton and Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That was Armageddon. They were doing. I don't know if they still do it. You get to bring your chair home if you sat on the floor. Oh, yeah. So the, if you were in the first like five rows. For pay-per-views only, for pay-per-views, though, right? Yeah, because they had the printed chairs. The chair. So I've yep. got two of those. I've got one with Batista on it. Ugh. And I got one with Randy Orton. <laughs> but it, they were good pay-per-views. It was yeah. just unfortunate that. Well, yeah, whoever's on the poster. Those guys on the damn seat. Sure. But, well, you got half of Evolution. That's, yeah, I do, huh? <laughs> got to collect them all. Collect the whole. I, 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 do you think they still do that? What, the printed chairs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't see do- one. I would think they do. I don't know. I thought it was always a cool tradition. I remember uh, my barber that I used to go to, he would have... He doesn't work there, unfortunately, anymore, but I used to always go to him because he was a wrestling fan. Yep. And he had, like, all the action figures hanging up in his little, like... Oh, that's cool. His stool, but he had a pay-per-view chair hanging up as well. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's funny how barbers always deck out their area. They do. With, like, almost, like, <laughs> TGI Friday's swag. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, really pimp it out. But his was just covered with wrestling stuff, like... The other guys had trinkets and whatnot, and his was just, like, wall yeah. to floor, ceiling to floor, just tons of stuff. It was awesome. Did you ever go to any indie shows before we started wrestling? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I went to kind of – I didn't go to them to watch them normally. I yeah. went to them looking for a way to train. Oh. So yeah. I went with Wally, who I call Wally, but you would know him as Mike Pierce, who yeah. used to be the ring announcer. I went to shows with him specifically because he was ring announcing at those shows. So not only did I get in free because I went in with him, 
but I also had some access to the wrestlers because I wanted yeah. to talk to them and figure out where I could go train and everything. The first guy I talked to, and I think I did, uh, I told this story on another podcast, um, about when I was getting into wrestling and everything is that I, I talked to this guy named Q-Ball. Mm. Were you familiar with no. him at all? Okay. The dude's gimmick is to like beat people up with a pool cue. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he would bring a pool cue around with them and beat him up. I thought it was cool. I was like, Oh, he's got a cool gimmick. He stands yeah. out from the other guys. But as far as workers on the show go, I was like, that guy's probably one of the better workers here. Yeah. And I, and there were, it's funny too, because there were other people on that show that we got to know over time that I just didn't really know yeah. from that show. And I wasn't like blown away by. Uh, but I talked to Q-Ball and he had trained at Kowalski's, which is now chaotic yep. wrestling. Uh, so I, I, I thought about that, but then I also, I forget who I heard about, who told me about Slam Tech. I don't remember who did. I might have even found it online, mm. but then we ended up going there. Was Slam Tech your first place training or did you? No, I, uh, remember the Loomis Arena. I do. Which is a barn and behind. That was where you started. House. That's where I started. That's funny. With Matt. With Matt. Matt, Matt. Uh, Matt, Matt. Matt with the long hair. Matt with long hair. Who you talk hair. to all the time. Matt with long hair, who I talk to all the Draven time. or something. I don't know. Matt, whatever Matt's last name. You talk to him on Facebook. He, he listens to the podcast. He's listening right now going, how do you not know my last name, douche? Oh, Storm? Yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> what am I? What is wrong with me? Him. He. I started off learning with him. Oh, okay. And Sean. Yep. And uh, Psycho Mike. Oh. Who was a really tall kid. They were training at. I'm just giving you a visual, tall guy. Right. <laughs> Glasses. Uh, they were at the Loomis Arena. And gotcha. then I started there, practiced for a bit, and then I got hurt. So, so when you get thrown <laughs> into the turnbuckle, oh, right? God, yeah. You want to keep your, your neck somewhat like tight and safe. Well, I, nobody told me that. They were like, this is how you hit the buckle, but they yeah. didn't say anything about keeping your chin tucked. Mm -hmm. So my head snapped back. Oh. And then I took a step out and did a back body drop, which then at that point, my, the neck muscles just tightened up and I was hurting for a while. It was like I pulled muscles in my neck. Gotcha. So I was out for a while. And then when I came back, Sean was like, oh, I'm not there anymore. I'm at Slam Tech. Oh, okay. So then I went there and met Bob and did a little bit of practicing. And then I actually met Chuck Palumbo at the gym that I was working at at the time in Warwick. Okay. They had a house show. He was when it was Billy and Chuck. Yeah, yeah. He was there. I walked in one day and I'm like, no. <laughs> nah, can't be. Couldn't I'm just going to work out. This can't be him. And then I walked over to the girl at the front desk and I'm like, so the, the tall guy with the fake blonde hair over there i was like is that uh what's his name and she's like <laughs> why and i'm like because it looks like a wrestler she's like that's chuck palumbo we went to school together i was like i knew it she's like don't bother him until he's done with his workout please I was yeah like, all right all right yeah and i watch it i'm sitting there. i'm just like not even i was just like <laughs> pretending to do dumbbell curls being like come on be done with your workout be done right, with your workout right. And he gets up to leave, and I, I don't know, I must have sprinted across the gym. <laughs> and I, I, and skipping with yeah, your hands like, flailing Chuck! at the same time. Be like, he was doing a gay gimmick, so you're like, I'm yeah. just going to go with you the flow. You ever see those scenes where two people run across a field of daisies? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. what it was like, except I In was your running head. after him. Right, right. So he I, was walking away totally yeah, unbeknownst. I learned, I talked to him for a while. Nice. He was actually a really nice guy. Cool. And his advice was, Learn the basics wherever you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. He said, and then stop there and get out and actually wrestle so that you don't pick up bad habits in the train. Because oh, he's like, every guy who trains you has their own bad habits yep. and they'll be passed along to you. Yeah. He says, so just learn the basics, learn how to fall, learn, you know, and then get out there and find work and just do that. Interesting. And uh, he said, you got to put on a lot of muscle. Oh, well, yeah. Basically. Yeah. When are you going to take that advice? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. He says to the guy who's like twice the size of himself. <laughs> uh, that was cool. Did you ever get a chance to meet any of them? Not in that like kind of public capacity. I mean, I met, I've met a lot of wrestlers at this point, but it was all at like signing tables mm. or stuff like that. So I, I'd mentioned, uh, before that I met Lita. She was probably the first one I met because there was a show in Lemonster, I think. Mm hmm. Um, and she had, why was she there? She was just coming out of like her injury from the neck thing, I yeah. believe. Uh, so she was just starting to get back into the ring a little bit. And it was before she went back into WWE. So she was doing, uh, it was a Kowalski show. Yeah. And she was there for like to do a signing beforehand and then to like 
just kind of cut a promo yeah. during the main event and like slap someone, you know, how they just kind of like get involved in a way where they don't have to bump. Yeah. Because one, they're not really getting a ton of money uh, and they're also not entirely ready to yet. Yeah. So she was super nice. I've met, well, say me, I met Lawler before at uh, New York Comic Con. Yeah. Who was also super nice to me. I guess his girlfriend, at least at the time, I don't know if they're still together lives in providence oh so i was telling him he asked me where i was from and i was like has girlfriends everywhere (laughs) he seems like that type yeah maybe uh but he i I told him i was wrestling and he gave me like an email of someone to talk to and be like tell him i sent you and he'll book you and everything and i never i never never did it i never followed through with it what happened i was when i was early in wrestling i was still pretty early in and i was really paranoid about wrestling people that i didn't know I was because, like that too. Yeah, because I was so afraid of getting hurt. Oh, by somebody that I, I was didn't just afraid know. of sucking. Oh, really? Yeah, I was totally. I was really paranoid about getting hurt, which seems like if that was the case, I shouldn't be wrestling. <laughs> right. But I was super paranoid because I, I, if there were people that I knew and I trained with and everything, I knew how they worked. Yeah, I knew look how at they the hit. fools that we got in the ring with. Yeah, I know. You were concerned about getting hurt, and we got in the ring with. Guys but I who, knew them, so I felt. I don't that know. They it was would like pay a the weird... medical bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm sure JC no. would have spotted you. Oh, sure. No, I, I, I think it was just because I was in that comfortable environment. So I felt okay with it after mm. a while. And then as new people came in there, they were coming into my house essentially. Yeah. So I felt like they, they were in the position of being more afraid than I was mm. probably because they couldn't do anything to piss off the people that were regulars on the shows. But I should have that if, if there's anything I regret from all the wrestling that we did, it's that I didn't branch out enough yeah, and I stayed in one place for too much. And I, I let people not pay me for way too long or ever. Yeah. Or ever. (laughs) Yeah. That too. Yeah. So for every, you know, you meet, I met Chuck Mobley, super nice. And then I met uh, Kelly. Kelly was not nice. I met her too. Was she nice to you in New York? Uh, she was nice. See, you met her though in a public, I met her in Kentucky yeah. After an OVW show, and she was walking to her car, and she was just by herself. And I went over and said, "Hi, you know, it's I introduced myself. It's really nice to meet you. Yep. You know, you did a good job tonight." And she just did not want to. She was like, "Yeah, thanks. I gotta oh, go." That's I was weird. Like, well, that's kind of mean. Well, that's kind of. Ma- she want to say hi. You I can't guess. give me two seconds of your time. <laughs> People are busy. I don't know. 30 seconds. Of, yeah. Yeah. That's thanks, true. You know, okay. how long yeah. have you been watching? Were you, you know, yeah. are you a fan? Are you a wrestler? Like what, you know, you're not asking for much. A little, <laughs> eh, show me boobies. So what do you want? <laughs> not asking for much. Just, just two, just two, just two. <laughs> not even two, just one. Just I'm pretty one. sure the other one looks just like it. One's fine. <laughs> I can, I can Photoshop my, in my memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. I met Kelly Kelly in New York and I actually, this is actually weird. Uh, cause I went to New York Comic Con. Uh, we, you weren't at me, uh, this one with me. I think Mikey no. was. We had gone and I got Kelly Kelly's autograph and did the picture and stuff. And the Bellas were right next to her. Mm. And then I was uh, asking if I could interview Kelly Kelly. And the guy said, well, no, because it's just not part of her contract for being oh, here. And yep. that's something that happens. You know, you don't get bent out of shape by just yeah. go, whatever. Okay. So I had my recorder out and everything. And Mikey had the camera and he's like, you got some nice equipment there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I spend some money on it. He's like, can you do a quick uh, commercial for me? I was like, what? He's like, do you mind doing a quick uh, like promo thing? I can throw up on YouTube, or whatever. I'm like, okay, sure. So we went behind the table and Kelly Kelly and the Bellas and him all came over and I'm just like crouched down below. I'm holding a microphone and Mikey's shooting with the camera and they just do like a quick message or whatever. So I kind of shot a quick promo with Kelly Kelly and the Bellas. Not in it with them, oh, but, yeah. but okay. just shot a quick video there. And who else have I met? I feel like I met you. I met uh, Victoria. She was on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, was she nice? She was really nice. Super nice. I Even after we were done like recording the interview with her, we kept talking with her. She was like that type of person. So And she was really easy to talk to, so that was nice. Uh, I've met... We met at Rhode Island Comic Con last year very briefly. We met Velvet Sky. Yes. And who's the, the, the redhead? SoCal Val. SoCal Val. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah. Um, they had to leave, unfortunately, when nice we were <laughs> nice and nice looking. Yes. Um, they and were we cool. We met Jake the Snake. Yep. Yeah. That was cool. That was, and, and I got the hacksaw, the hacksaw bumper. Yeah. He was cool. 
Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say I met Maria. I mean, yeah. it, it feels different though, because not that I know her, know her. I don't really know yeah. her that well, but the fact that it was Bennett and Maria and, uh, my buddy guy and mm. us, and we all went out to dinner and stuff. Like, that oh, was, you guys are tight now. Oh, I don't know if I think tight is an exaggeration. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> Just as well as I, yeah. Yeah. I've spoken to, uh, because JT's dating her. The Shelly Martinez. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Who was the vampire girl uh in WW on the ECW show for yeah. I talked to her yep. a little bit. Ariel was her name, I think, Is in that ECW. What it was? I think so. Yeah, and then she went to TNA for a little bit and now she's just traveling all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that was cool. It was when you do have like a prolonged conversation with somebody and they start to become a normal person instead of a celebrity. Yeah. Well, it's nice to get them on that that level and just talk to them as a person. Yeah. You know, without the pressure of them having to be in gimmick. Sure. Yeah. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is TNA Tara, and you're listening to the one and only The Geek Generation. I repeat, The Geek Generation. So enough wrestling talk. Uh, let's play a game. All right. Another game for me to fail. You can't fail this one. Oh, good. There's no possible way to fail because there are no right or wrong answers. Oh. This is Would You Rather. Oh, well, there could be a wrong answer. How could there be a wrong answer? Who knows? Depends on your view on things. <laughs> you would have to purposely like sabotage yourself to have a wrong answer in this game. Mm. Okay, so for people that don't know, would you rather? I don't know how you could know. I mean, it's self-explanatory by the name, but I'll give you three different scenarios yeah. of this or that, and which one would you prefer and why? So, first one. Would you rather have a day of completely free, unfettered access to Disney World or have a day of completely free, unfettered access to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. That's a tough one, Rob. Is it? It is. Oh, interesting. Because part of the fun of being in Disney World is is the standing in line. Not long. Yeah, maybe 10 minutes in line, mm-hmm. 5 minutes. But just watching the other people in line and how they react to being in line. Interesting. Because there's some people that can handle it. Okay. And there's some people who can't handle it. <laughs> and it's just fun to watch the meltdowns ensue. But yeah. so did be basically what you're saying is like nobody's in Disney. Like I get the park to myself or completely free, unfettered access. Well, okay. So if you want to let people in, if that's something that's enjoyable for you, it's your park to do whatever whatever you want with for the day. Or, so if you want to open the doors and let people in, but still want to walk past all the lines yourself, yeah. you could do that. If you want to have the park completely to yourself, except for the people actually working the machines and stuff. It's totally, it's your call. What do you want to well, do? I would want other people in the park because okay. I feel like the people operating the machines would just be staring at you like you rich bastard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to sabotage you and kill you on the machine. Okay. Uh, you'll actually go on. It's a small world and never come off. <laughs> They'll just keep you going around and around and around. The Pirates of the Caribbean will actually tie you up and They'll leave actually, you they will. stuck in a corner. You can bring back Mr. Toad Wild. (laughs) Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. No. It's gone, but you can bring it back. You can make sure Captain EO never leaves. Like, all that stuff. Okay. Well, the, ooh, wait a minute. Do the princesses walk around naked? (laughs) It's your day, man. (laughs) (laughs) Or I can eat a ridiculous amount of chocolate. Mm hmm. See, I'm worried because those Oompa Loompas, you see how they are in the movie. Yeah. They're going to get you. They'll find a way to get you. I'm afraid that I'm going to get sucked up into a fan or get eaten by a squirrel or something. (laughs) Don't touch that squirrel's nuts. (laughs) Uh, I would go with the Disney World one. Yeah? Yep. And I'd let other people come into the park so I don't feel so alone. That's so nice of you. And the princesses will only be naked for me at lunch in the castle. (laughs) 
<laughs> Heather's not allowed. You're eating lunch in the castle specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can actually have lunch in the castle. There's huh. a restaurant up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think I'd actually go with Disney World, too. Uh, not so much because, I mean, <laughs> letting me loose in a chocolate factory is a dangerous idea. Yeah. Uh, cause I loves me some chocolate. It's probably mm. the main reason that I'm not as slim as I'd like to be, but something creepy about that place. <laughs> like there is something creepy. that I don't feel like I would live through the day. Like Charlie and his grandfather were the only two people who came out unscathed. Yeah. I'm shocked that Disney or universal hasn't found a way to partner with Willy Wonka and to make build a chocolate- the chocolate factory in right? the park. Does it not seem like it's it's a logical a logical step? Yeah, but maybe that's why because it's not a logical place. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I honestly don't think I would make it out alive. Something would happen. Yeah, that's whether you be like that is a creepy ass movie. <laughs> it's a good movie, but it's a creepy ass movie. And if they, as soon as he goes, hey, you want to get on the boat? I'd be like, no, 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 boat. no, no boat. I'd rather ride every haunted possible thing inside of Disney World than get on that creepy, creepy fucking boat ride. Yes. <laughs> it is awful. So, so we're both going Disney. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be as generous to let everybody in. Not everybody. Oh, like a ton of people. Like, I don't want strangers. in. I'd be like, OK, everybody I know can come to Disney World for the day on me. And uh, let's let's have fun. That'd be fun. If you download the entire catalog of the Geek Generation, <laughs> listen to every episode, and rate us on... <laughs> the thing is, I've actually recorded uh, subconscious messages below the regular show. If you can decode those messages, I've been doing it for all three years. <laughs> if you can figure out that message, you can come all day to me. To, Have uh, you Disney really? World. No. No. Oh. <laughs> Except for listen more. Yeah. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Start controlling the populace without mm-hmm. them knowing. Okay, so good answer there. Uh, the second one, would you rather have the Millennium Falcon or have the Starship Enterprise? Oh, I don't know. Uh, this is easy, easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what your Star Trek knowledge is like. And well, you, I know what they are each. Yeah. But I don't, uh, you can choose which version of the Enterprise you want to. No. So it's up to you. Well, I only know one. The original series one? or Yeah. Hmm, probably the Enterprise. For what reason? It looks cool. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. What other reason do I need? I don't know. I don't know. It looks roomy. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely way roomier than the Millennium Falcon, for sure. Yeah. Millennium Falcon fits what? Six, seven yeah. people? Uh, yeah, probably the Enterprise. Yeah. I don't know. It just looks cool. Like, I expect there to be a McDonald's on that thing. <laughs> you know? It looks like it's franchised way more than the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's upkeeping that thing. Yeah, I'd definitely go Enterprise. I mean, alone for the Holodex. And I would take the I next generation that, Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Holodex, food replicators. Come on now. Let's be real. Plus, you could probably fit the Millennium Falcon on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that thing is a, it's a country, essentially. Yeah. See, that thing would be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that building easy our own society. Yeah, I know, but some people are just like, Oh, Star Wars everything, so forget it. I'm not even going to consider the other. (laughs) This is a weird one, uh, so I (laughs) pre-apologize. Would you rather spend an hour in a room full of skunks or spend five minutes in a room full of angry bees? So an hour with skunks, because pretty much all you have to deal with is the odor, unless they get aggressive, I guess. Uh, or spend five minutes in a room full of angry bees where I guess you could successfully avoid if you stayed really still and, but the risk is there and they're already not happy. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've been attacked by bees. Yeah. So How badly? Pretty bad. Dug up a nest out of the ground. It was a yellow jacket nest. Ooh. They were buried underground. Ooh. It's always the underground ones that get you. Dug it right up. And yeah, they were pissed. Were you like shoveling? I was playing with my cousin. We were younger and oh. I just, we dug it up. And you have like a spade we, or something and break yeah, it we, or? We just didn't even know we dug it up. Oh, like God. it wasn't, I don't know how, I think we, I don't know if we dug the whole thing up or if we chipped a piece off, but we were just digging and playing. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the entire hive was on us. Oh, wow. It was in my hair. They were in our clothes. Like they got up our shorts. It was pretty bad. Uh, 
I see. I'm picturing like going to the. You drop me into the room of skunks, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna sit down and not move and not breathe very much either, because my dog's been sprayed, so I can deal with the smell, although it burns. Yeah, but I. And it's figure more than one. If it's I'm, gonna be potent. But if, <laughs> but if I'm not bothering them, the odds are if they don't feel threatened by me, they're not gonna attack me. But the bees are already pissed off. Sure, they're they're attacking. Would skunks feel threatened by each other? I don't know. They don't seem to travel in packs. No. So they might. <laughs> That's why, like, I don't know I don't how know. their dynamics would be, because that could heavily influence my decision. I think the skunks are, yeah, the skunks are probably the better. <laughs> they might not bother you, but after you vomit, they might. They might. I don't know. I think I'm going to take the five minutes with the skunks over the, f- no, what was it? The five? hour with skunks. The hour. Oh, it's an hour. It's an, an hour. hour with skunks. So your constitution has to be up there. An hour with skunks or five minutes with bees. Because I feel like there's a there's a more of a pain aspect to the bee thing. That's why I made that time a lot lower. You know, both these scenarios could kill you. You realize that. Could they? If the bee if the all the bees start stinging, they're gonna sting you and die. Or yeah. they might bite you and come back for more. Like You the, think the skunks would kill you? If the, if they were sp- if they all started spraying and you were inhaling it, it mm. could get into your lungs, it could kill you. You think? Maybe. I don't know. Either scenario could lead to death. Okay, so which way do you want to die? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm probably I'm gonna probably still lean towards an hour with the skunks. Yeah, because maybe maybe if one walked over and I was just kind of petting it a little, it, the other ones would be like, "Hey, he's not so bad." But the bee, you can't pet a bee. Like you might be able to wing it with a skunk. <laughs> Charm the skunks, and the bees just kind of go crazy. Yeah. Oof. Man, uh, you'd think I would think about these beforehand and <laughs> consider no, them, but I kind of no think fun. about them in a the moment. Yeah. Plus, I like to hear the other arguments because there are things brought up that I didn't consider. I think I would veer towards the room full of skunks as well. I feel like I just have a good constitution and I could endure it and almost like go into a meditative state and try yeah. and like. You're also assuming that they're going to attack you. But who knows? They might attack each other. I'm assuming they're not going to attack. I'm assuming the room stinks. Oh. I'm assuming they're not going to spray me, though, because I'll just go in, sit down, and I will meditate for an hour. Uh. And just, I I have a unique ability to remove myself from reality, as people probably figured out (laughs) (laughs) by now. Uh, But the the five minutes with the bees, like, God, I hate being stung. Mm -hmm. It is the friggin' worst. I remember when I was at a Boy Scout camp one summer. And, and I pretty much went to Boy Scout camp every summer, but I was never really sensitive to bee stings. Like they always sucked. I'm not allergic, but there was a certain type of bee that I ran to, into it was actually a hornet, but it looked like a bee. Have you ever seen a bald faced hornet? No. It looks exactly like a yellow jacket, but instead of having uh black and uh yellow stripes black and yellow why did why did that take me so long? Black know. and yellow. Uh, instead of having black and yellow stripes, it has black and white stripes. I thought that was a white-faced hornet. Is that what? Well, I don't know. The one. Yeah, I think it's a white. They might have uh, two names for it. Yeah, those are really angry. Oh yeah, those just start off. That those are like a woman PMSing all day, every day. Yes, That's and unlike some other insects with stingers, theirs are not barbed, meaning that when they sting you, they don't die, and they can sting repeatedly. They keep stinging. So, uh, one landed on my hand. Mm. Stung in between my pinky and my ring finger twice. Yeah. And still managed to get two more stings on the same hand. Fucker. Before getting away. And I didn't even get a chance to kill it. It was that quick. It was boom, boom, boom and out. Wow. So I freaked out because, ow, that's a lot of venom in your hand at once. And then uh, when I woke up the following morning, it looked like I was wearing a baseball glove. <laughs> like, <That sucks. laughs> think about the first Star Trek movie, not the old school one, but the first J.J. Abrams one where Kirk runs well, in with his it. hands swollen. Oh, okay. He runs in at some point. He's having an allergic reaction. His hands are just ginormous. Yeah. Uh, one of my hands looked like that. So for people who have seen that movie, it was nice. it was comedic. Like I had Mickey Mouse gloves on <laughs> oh. and it took at least a day or two for the swelling to go down. I couldn't like bend my fingers at all. That sucks. It was pretty awful. My guess is it was your right hand. It your was right handed. Was it my right hand? I feel like it. I think it was. I don't even remember. Honestly, you'd think that'd be something I remember. I feel like it might have been my left. 
Not like it matters. <laughs> People yeah, don't either care. Either way, it sucks. But if yeah. you're right-handed, and yeah, it's your right hand. <clears throat> yeah, it sucked a lot. That very, sucks. very bad. I can't really think of any other traumatic sting moments. Not for me, at least. I had a friend in high school that was allergic to bee stings, and I remember we were going to our track banquet of our senior year. I think we were having an outdoor track banquet, and we were just hanging out at his place beforehand, mm-hmm. and there was a bee buzzing around. And it just so happened that it landed on his head and stung him oh. before. So obviously he couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> his head kind of looked like a giant yeah. uh, balloon. Yeah. Fortunately, they took care of it before anything drastic like happened. EpiPen. But yeah, EpiPen and then hospital and all that stuff. But what a horrible like yeah. time for it to happen. They're like, hey, let's celebrate uh, during the senior year of the sport that you've been like really focused on for four years. And and he's stung by a bee. He can't go. Oh. <laughs> That's awful. That sucks. Yeah. So for lack of anything else to talk about, really, uh, mm. we're going we're gonna to wrap things up this week. Bit of a shorter episode. I apologize for that. But, hey, it happens sometimes. Uh, final thought or something you'd like to plug. I would like to know what our fans' favorite wrestling moments were. Oh. We, I don't know if we ask them, but if they want to send in a response, maybe. A live wrestling moment? Yeah, if you've been to any big pay-per-views or your favorite live wrestling moment. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like to hear about your favorite live wrestling moments. Send those to podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com. We yeah. like those. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, don't forget to send in your answers for the Smash Up 300 and any other movie. Whether you want to tweet those to at Geek Generation or email those in, that would be awesome. I'd love to read those on an upcoming show. You can visit us at thegeekgeneration.com for everything that we do. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. And you can send those emails and any other emails, questions, comments, feedback to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, we have some bigger things coming up in the near future. We're working on some uh, more themed episodes and some good ideas. If you have ideas, you can always send those in, too. We always love content ideas. But we will be back next week with new stuff, and we will see you then. Later. See you. Make it so.